0: that's why the younger you are the more you need aarp learn more at aarp.org skills i'm annie apple and i'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series raising a pro it's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite nfl players through the eyes of those that know them best from joe Burrow, deandre hopkins Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raisin' a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD Smartcast.
1: You are listening to a Live Mint Production, brought to you by HD Smartcast.
2: The government recently banned 59 Chinese apps in a targeted move to ensure the safety and sovereignty of Indian cyberspace. The IT ministry said the apps listed, including ByteDance, TikTok, WeChat, and others owned by Tencent, Alibaba, Baidu, and Xiaomi, engaged in activities prejudicial to sovereignty and integrity of India defense of India, security of state and public order. The move comes in the backdrop of current standoff along the line of actual control in Ladakh and Chinese troops. This marks the largest sweep against the Chinese technology companies. The unprecedented ban is clearly one of the biggest stories in the startup ecosystem, one which will have a significant impact. Overall, the move is being seen as a positive one, with Indian startups being net beneficiaries as it opens up huge opportunities. On the other hand, there's also increasing commentary on whether this marks the beginning of an Indian firewall and that competition should be built on fair grounds. We decode such dynamics and deep dive more with this panel here. Please help me welcome Swarup Srivastava, Chairman Emeritus, Thai Delhi NCR. Uh, Saurabh, thank you for joining us. And we also have Blaze Fernandez, who is the director at Mumbai-based Think Tank Gateway House. Uh, Saurabh, I sort of like to begin with you, Sorab. and you know, my first, you know, my first question to you really is that first big reaction that what does it truly really mean you know, for the startup community in India and abroad. Uh, The government, uh, you know, on our part is sort of mentioning or sort of quoting this as a surgical digital strike. And a lot of voices are coming on Twitter that while it is good for the Indian startup ecosystem, it fills up the void. There are also some concerns coming from quarters saying that the competition should be built on fair grounds. And perhaps this is the time when China is getting its own taste of shutdown. I want to understand from you how are you looking at this?
1: You know, Siji, actually, uh, this this fair grounds business, it's never fair. Okay, it's never fair because if you look at all the product companies, software product companies, they're all American. Forget India. Where are the European ones? Where are the Japanese ones? Right? Because they have the largest market largest amount of risk capital uh, and policies that have been encouraging innovation for a long, long time in a very developed economy. So is it fair for us, for our startups? Of course it's not fair. So you have to work. You have to work to leverage the strengths you have and compete with those things and in the way that you can. Uh, so what China did to build its own tech ecosystem, was it fair?
2: Not truly. I mean, they they getting the case of they won't shut down, right?
1: Well, they had one advantage. It was Chinese, not English. Unlike in India, everybody could operate with English. But they shut everybody out. And the government basically funded everybody. And they funded them uh, to unreasonable levels. was it fair? Of course it wasn't fair. So right now, what is happening in India, people would say, no, it's not fair. I don't think that's very important. Uh, If politically there is something that government needs to do, then that's what it needs to do. I would say I have a slightly variant view on this. I think this is the best opportunity that Indian startups are ever going to get to come into their own. And I'll give you an example. I used to work for IBM in the 70s when the government of that day decided to have IBM leave in India. Leave India. All foreign companies leave India. IBM had 80% market share. It was temporarily a big issue. They were the only people computers. But what happened? Because IBM there came up a lot of indigenous companies. HTL would never have been born if that hadn't happened. They would have never attempted because it would have been impossible to succeed. Wipro is a product of that era. So there are temporary disruptions, but to my mind, personally, I think this is the best opportunity for startup. No, we're seeing that in the medical world, in the healthcare world. I mean, in the healthcare sector, for instance, uh, I'm mentoring an IIT company, company called Noka. Is, in 90 days, they've developed world-class, complex, sophisticated ventilator. Like, you know, at a, at a much lower uh, price than the imported ones. The imported ones are 10 or 15 lakhs and this is 3 or 4. Same standard, same quality. Would they even have started to design one? No, they wouldn't have, but there was an opportunity. This was not because the government bought imports, but because they weren't available or they were too expensive. So you need these kinds of disruptions for things to happen. Personally, yes, it will be a challenge, when the government puts these policies, uh, but on the whole, I am very supportive. I think it's a very good idea for the startup ecosystem to come into its own. You have, otherwise, nobody will have the confidence to say we can challenge WhatsApp, we can challenge A or B or C. But guess what? Chinese did, and they succeeded. There's nothing special about the Chinese. I can tell you in the software industry, we're way ahead of the Chinese. Yeah. No reasons we can't do it if they can't do it. It's just that we haven't had closed borders. It's okay. It's worked well for us also. But in some of these areas, maybe this is the opportunity. It won't be there forever either.
2: Please can you give us a sense of, you know, in terms of what you are seeing from the app economy perspective, that, you know, what is the kind of vacuum left with what the government has banned, what Indian startups can take advantage of?
3: Uh, Shreeja, I'll start with your opening comment. The narrative is progressive, regressive. I think there's a third alternative, neutral. What happens from here will decide whether it was a progressive or a regressive decision as very rightly pointed out by Saurav, there needs to be a lot of things happening. But let's kind of give context to this. The Chinese app economy is basically, uh, by and large, run by the BAT trio, Baidu, Alibaba, and Tencent. Their combined valuations are north of USD, $1,000 billion. It's part of the digital silk route which is an integral part of the Chinese economy. The government is well within its right, constitutionally in India and outside India, for what they have done. Under Section 69A, IT Act 2000, if there's a threat to national security and they have enough evidence, and I'm sure the government has evidence, they've banned the app, which is well within their rights. WTO also has provisions If there are border skirmishes that can impact national security, apps can be banned, economic activity can be banned. So globally and domestically, we've complied with the law. We've not done anything which is cowboyish. The levers are with the government of India in this particular case, because let's take a case study. White Dance has an IPO coming up, which is valued at USD 100 billion dollars. Thirty percent of the bike dance revenues, or sorry, thirty uh, percent of the bike dance ecosystem is based in India, and they have very small revenues. But don't forget, as I keep saying, the only COVID-resistant story right now in the world and in the southern hemisphere is the India digital story. So, by depriving the bad trio, by depriving uh, the Chinese. Uh, digital route, uh, uh, Silk Route initiative, I think the advantage of the government, and that's why I'm saying it's a neutral decision. What happens to here? How do we cash in? Do the Chinese comply with national security? Do they put enough of uh, ring fences, the government puts enough of ring fences in its place to ensure that our national security is not compromised? Again, they've taken a very calibrated decision because you can dis- you can classify these apps into four categories. The first category is the economic activity app where largely transactional. It involves a consumer. It involves a manufacturer and an intermediary and employment and livelihoods and conveniences can be disrupted. By and large, they've kept those apps out of this list. They've targeted what we term as the vanity apps, the service-oriented apps, and the strategic apps. Let's start with the strategic apps. UC Browser comes under that category. Uh, the kind of narrative that UC Browse was carrying during the border skirmishes was the voice of the Chinese government giving our, populace, uh, our, our readers their version without us giving a, getting a chance to kind of, our writers and our columnists getting a chance to kind of put our point of view. When I say vanity apps, TikTok will have disruption, certainly for a few days. And a couple of people, you know, there'll be unemployment threats, but it's a vanity app. Life will move on without TikTok. There was a life before TikTok. Life will move on without TikTok. And then you get to the services apps. The services apps are apps where you use for services, as in file sharing. There are many alternatives. So life is not going to come a grinding halt because those services apps have been discontinued. So it's a calibrated decision, neutral, what, they, what, goes, what happens now in terms of the opportunity for our startup ecosystem to grab and fill the vacuum? Will we be deprived of funds? As I said, their India digital story is COVID resistance based on the kind of money a number of entities are raising and a number of tie-ups that are being spoken about by the FANG gang, which is basically based in Silicon Valley. So, you know, neutral, but positive, I would put it as that.